Welcome to In Between. At the moment, I am uh, in the train uh, because if you have heard the episode about the accident back in Rajasthan, we decided that we have to go back because our bike is still in Rajasthan and finish what we started. So we decided to go back to Faludi, the small little town where we had our accident, get the bike fixed and then tour a little bit more of Rajasthan and drive the bike back to Delhi. That's why tonight we boarded a train to Rajasthan, to Jodhpur, to be exact. And uh, right now uh, my friend is on the phone and so I'm kind of alone. And, he, and uh, I just entered this compartment and of course it's sleeper class and in sleeper class... It's like this class where there are like three beds. In one compartment, there are three beds on each side. And the bed in the middle, you can kind of put it down and only install it later so people can sit. Because once it's installed, there's very little space on each bed to actually sit upright. And there, there are windows. The windows are open. And uh, the wind is coming in. And sleeper class, yeah, it's a more working class class. It's not a general class in the train, but it's also not... Um, the AC class and there are not so many white people I think traveling with this so I get stared at a lot and somehow it's only men right now here and uh, it's interesting how this always seems a little bit scary to me or like I feel threatened in some way but many times when then later I actually start to talk to the people it's not like that at all it was the same this time when like all these guys were just staring at me and my friend was on the phone so I was kind of sitting there a bit alone and then two guys started to talk to me to all the men and we got into a conversation and it was like all really interesting they asked me where we are going I told them about the accident they told me that they had some uh, company meeting in Delhi and now they're going back to Jodhpur we were talking about their wives who are like one is a housewife the other one is doing a PhD talking about the news in JNU and like a lot of things and they are asking me a lot of questions and it's yeah it's interesting I they are always surprised because they don't get a lot of white people who talk Hindi like to actually speak with and it's actually quite cute how people then get curious and ask all kinds of questions and uh, yeah so it's funny how a lot of times like big groups of men seem very threatening to me but once I actually start to know them as people it's yeah it gets a lot better and as usual I love traveling by train it's interesting in the sense that uh Everyone brings his own like cover because it's really cold at night because the wind is coming in and uh, there are uh, people roaming through the aisles and saying like chai 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 and selling chai and there is uh, another very interesting system about food. So there's one guy who asks like he's like food 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 and then if you want food he writes down how much and veg or non-veg and there must be someone at the next station or in two stations where the train is stopping who's preparing that food so he's calling that person telling them how much food to prepare and then he'll get out at that station get the food and exactly then these people know exactly which compartment and which wagon they are in and he'll get the food for the people so a very interesting system in itself like a way in which people make money and uh, yeah we were in the train we were talking a bit to these people and somehow these trains are very different in the sense that it stops on every small station or whatever station it stops at you can go out And uh, my friend was like, okay, let's go out, let's have a chai. I was like, but we don't know when the train is gonna, you know, go. Because it's like, 
the doors don't close. There's maybe a sound, like they, they maybe whistle, but then the train just goes. And I was like, oh my God. And he was like, no, 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 you have to go through this. And people love to push me. When they see that I'm getting kind of uncomfortable and unable to deal with stuff, they love to push me to do it. So... Um, we got out of the train, we got out chai and I was super nervous, like freaking out. I was always looking at the train, is it leaving, is it leaving without us? Oh my God, our stuff is all in there. And then he was like, chill, chill, chill. And we were like having uh, having that chai and I couldn't chill at all, of course. And then uh, then slowly, the a uh, couple of times it whistled. I was like, fuck, 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 it's moving, it's moving, we have to get in. He was like, no, 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 relax. And then slowly the train started to move and he was like, okay, wait a little bit, you can walk with it. I was like completely freaking out. <laughs> spilling my chai all over myself <laughs> and then eventually we jumped back in but these things are still like ah completely freaking me out yeah we went back we were talking for a bit and then we went to sleep and i slept really well actually although i was the idiot who forgot to bring a blanket but uh, i had a big scar so i rolled myself under it and slept really well and uh, then we got to jodhpur very early in the morning and we were looking for a hotel to put our stuff and all and in these situations, people always say like, you know, it's so much of a hassle, Tanya. Why don't you stay in the hotel and this and that? And I'm always like, I don't want to stay in the hotel. I want to go with you and I want to see what's happening. And for me, it's an experience. For you, it's maybe a hassle. But for me, it might be also a hassle at time, but it's it's also an experience. Please, please, please. I also want to go. So eventually I convinced him that I can come with him to repair the bike. But it's always in these situations with friends. It's always the same. So then we went. Uh, we got into a local bus, which again is like, there are not many foreigners, so people look at me, and these buses are so full. Everyone is sitting, people are uh, standing in the middle. It's for like three hours, the bus just slowly, slowly goes, and uh, there was like a woman with a kid next to me, and the kid was always wanting my attention and like tapping me on the shoulder and this and that, and it was quite interesting by itself. Then we reached that small town where we had the accident and the bike was still at the doctor's house. So we went to the doctor, we shook his hand and we actually wanted to invite him or like give him something. But he was like all busy. I don't know, a very dedicated man, all busy treating all these villagers. So we just got the bike and uh, we googled online that there was a repair place for Royal Enfield for that kind of bike my friend had so we we and when I say we I mean, I mean he pushed it all the way to that repair shop it was like I don't know 15 minutes but somehow if you push the bike because of course its battery died and all of it because it has been standing there for like three months because he couldn't get it himself also because he broke his collarbone when we had the accident so he couldn't come and of course I wasn't there and I would have come alone anyway so we pushed it but if you push it you have to do that at quite a speed because else you cannot move it because it's very heavy. So he would be doing that and pushing it and I had like Google Maps and was guiding him where to go. But then it's so fast and I'm not very tall so I always kept like running behind him then catching up with him. Then I would uh, I would like walk a little bit again and then he would be so much ahead again. It's like a real hassle. And I was like carrying all our bags and the helmets and all while he was pushing the bike and I think it must have looked very funny to the villagers like this white girl running after the bike. But anyway, eventually we got to that repair shop. And uh, the people took a look at the bike and there was a long discussion because of the insurance and which parts should be changed, which ones can be insured and the, an insurance guy needs to come and check it, this and that. And uh, there's something very interesting about this. So the guy who ran the shop, 
he seemed very young and very smart but he knew exactly what to do and the way he treated us was super professional and like amazing and while we were there and we were there for a long time while they fixed the bike like you feel as if like time goes more slow in villages or it stands nearly still so the whole day like different villages would come and uh, have chai with us ask us where are where we are from watch a bit uh, this village like not a lot of things happen there and like then i don't know these city people and this white girl come there and uh, so it's like ah something is happening everyone comes and watches and it's quite interesting so also some people who came were super interesting there was like this group of free men and while we were waiting and they were repairing the bike so it was like it took hours so sometimes i went to the garage and walked, watched them a bit sometimes i sat outside and read my book sometimes i was inside in the office like i always was like changing places a little bit and they were like these free villagers and then they came in and they started talking to me in hindi and they asked me all sorts of questions where am i from where is my friend from uh, why are we here where are we studying what are we studying and uh, where am i from and and some questions sometimes i find it very interesting how people ask very blunt questions especially like more villagers it's i already noticed that the last time when we were in rajasthan they for example like after they have asked me all these questions when he entered they asked him the same questions again i don't know if they wanted to check if he gives the same answers or whatever but it's like weird the exact same answers i told them i was like i just told you everything like why are you asking me again where are you from where is madam from <laughs> and all of this and somehow they asked very bluntly for example for his caste which i found very interesting like i haven't seen that very often uh, i think a few of these people were not exactly literate i'm not sure but it seemed to me that yeah they don't get to talk to city people a lot so they were asking all sorts of questions and my friend was explaining a lot about studies about delhi this and that and yeah it was interesting and also the two guys who repaired the bike they were definitely more educated but we talked to them the whole day and it's interesting how when you are there for a longer time we were there from about 3 o'clock in the afternoon till 9 o'clock in the evening so quite a long time like you get closer very fast like at the end we were jog- joking with them and like talking and it's that's so interesting how people get closer way faster and we also didn't they didn't charge us a lot as a for their own work but only for their parts and all and it was also quite interesting so the whole insurance thing like it took forever and sometimes i was a little bit losing my patience i was like god let's just i'll pay it let's just go <laughs> and in the end like all the insurance business and talks and calls were for nothing because it turned out that uh, the bike was not running on my friend's name but on someone else's name because it's super difficult to get an address proof from your place and since my friend is not from delhi originally he didn't have that so he got it his bike was running on another person and he has never changed it because it's such a bureaucratic hassle so sometimes indian bureaucracy are like oh my god so in the end the whole secure, uh, insurance thing wouldn't even work So then we left it and we just split the cost and of course it was already 9 o'clock in the 9 p.m. in the evening but we wanted to we had all our stuff in that hotel in Jodhpur so we wanted to go back there and of course I had clearly said like we're not driving in the dark anymore because that's when we had the accident I don't we shouldn't be doing that anymore and we agreed on this and all of this but then of course I feel always in India whenever I make a rule there is already inherent to the rule is already the breaking of the rule so of course at nine we drove the bike back in the night and in the dark and it was shit cold it was so cold it was also a little bit beautiful because yeah this village is 
quite close to Jaisalmer, so quite close to the desert actually. And we had a lot of interesting talks anyway with the people about the desert in the sense that they told us how more and more people are like accessing the groundwater and how they are sprinkling fields in the desert and growing oranges and all kinds of things. One thing, because it's so close to the desert, like the sky is really like, there's not a lot of light pollution, so you see amazing stars and it's like, uh, it was a very clear night. So while we were driving back, I could, I was like watching all the stars and it was like super, super pretty. And sometimes I realize that I see different star formations, like, yeah, star formations, which I don't see at home. And that's always interesting, but it always makes me realize somehow how, how far away from home I actually am. Yeah, the next day I woke up and uh, these hotels or guest houses or whatever, they always have like really nice terraces. And uh, and when we were sitting on the terrace, we were like uh, sipping chai and having breakfast. And you see the fort, you see all the other houses of the old city who have also terraces. And you hear all the background noise like of the city coming up. And I really love that, like the dogs, the trains far away. The birds, people, music, traffic, like everything. And uh, it was really nice to get up and, yeah, like watch that. And then we started driving again. And in the beginning, I was a bit scared that I'll be scared to go back on the bike. Already the night before when we went, I was very scared. But uh, as soon as I was on the bike, it was as if we had never had the accident that I could completely switch off my head, call it stupidity or whatever. <laughs> and... Uh, what I really love is the things you can observe while you're driving. I just love that. And it already started like we were driving out of Jodhpur and then we stopped at the red light and I looked into the rickshaw and I was like, shit, there's a guy sitting in the rickshaw and he has like three goats with him squeezed into the rickshaw, which is usually for people. And I told my friend, it's like, oh my God, there are goats in the rickshaw. And he was like, really, really? I want to see it. Then he like maneuvered his bike closer to that rickshaw while we were waiting at the red light. And then there's always like this cover to, on the side of the rickshaws like to protect from wind and sun and all. And he was like, uh, open it, open it. I'm like, I'm not just opening the the cover of a random rickshaw. Like this guy, like how voyeuristic is this? Like I'm not doing this. And he was like, oh, fuck it. And then he opened it and then the goats were looking out at us. <laughs> and it was so funny. And I had to laugh and the driver also had to laugh and the guy inside also because for them, they saw like how I was like, what the fuck is this? Like how I was like finding it funny and it was like yeah, super interesting and then we kept on driving and another thing which I always find very interesting is like these uh, construction workers because a lot of times you see construction workers and they don't wear uniform or anything and it's men and women interestingly which tells you that it's from a rather poor or working class background and like these women they wear their saris they wear their gung gungat like the the veil and then they have like a shitty helmet on top of it, but they don't have like proper uniform or something to work in construction and they're just working on the road. And it's a very interesting sight somehow. But I always love to watch these people because the way they walk was when they're carrying heavy stuff on their heads and all. It's so upright. It's like so beautiful and like so full of pride and elegance. Like, I don't know, there's something very special about it, which I really like. And... Uh, Another thing which happens a lot when you're driving, 
there are so many like dogs on the street. Sometimes you see little puppies like playing on the street and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> and uh, go off the road, please. And uh, they are all there. And um, therefore, you also see a lot of like dogs which have been run over by cars on the street. So whenever you see that, like sometimes it's like the smell of the keys, which is like... Uh, blowing into your face suddenly and it's like hitting you full hard and you feel like vomiting the the second you smell it it's also a very crazy experience like on the road because I never really had that a lot of times but like while driving that happened a lot of time and it's quite overwhelming this I don't know the smell of the keys somehow and uh, yeah eventually we stopped on some roadside stall to like to have a chai drink a bit of water <laughs> shake our asses which were already hurting again and uh, it was very interesting so there were like these two older women and they all were wearing sari and full veil and all and they kept calling me into the kitchen I was like why should, should I go and they didn't speak so much Hindi like more Rajasthani kind of an accent which I didn't really understand but then I went and they wanted a selfie with me so anyway people want selfies with me a lot and I usually hate it and I only do selfies with a uh, older aunties no young man ever and if you allow one you have to do thousands it's always the same but like I said yes and then this time because they were like dressed in this beautiful Rajasthani way so I gave my phone to my friend I was like also take a picture please and he also took a picture of us and uh, yeah and there was this little girl also and she had a cutest puppy on like an iron chain and uh, she was like playing with the puppy and she said like yeah he has to be on the chain because he keeps running on the road and they don't want that and it's like her dog and she was happily chatting to us about school and this and that and uh, then we asked her like what's the name of the dog <laughs> she said pepsi like cola pepsi which we found a little bit funny Eventually, we reached a place where there is a beautiful, huge chain temple. And to be honest, I forgot the name. But uh, it's a very beautiful place. It's very green around. Like, the whole area is very well maintained. And uh, the chain temple was one of the most beautiful like places I've visited. So it's all white. It's very, like, quiet inside. And it feels very clean and pure and well maintained. And, like, everyone is, like, slowly, like... Oh, going through the place there are so many pillars and uh, this chain architecture is built in a way where there's so many details like a lot of little flowers little ornaments little animals lots of elephants and uh, it's so different from for example uh, Muslim architecture which you see a lot in uh, India which is also very beautiful but there it's like you shouldn't uh, you only have abstract shapes because you shouldn't depict God or something you shouldn't depict God's creation while here it's like so full of all kinds of depictions. But somehow it also really f fits the religion. At least it seemed like this to me. I'm not sure if you can really say that. But chain religion is quite close to Hinduism. But it's a bit more different in the sense that uh, I think people don't eat non-veg. They only eat veg. They don't eat eggs. They care a lot about all kinds of forms of life in the sense that, for example, the temple closes when the sun is down. So when it's dark, you cannot enter the temple anymore because you could stamp onto a creature and like kill it. Or the really religious chains even walk around with masks because you could accidentally eat an insect or something and you shouldn't be doing this. And it's like there's a lot of care for all like animal activism, basically, but there's a lot of care for all creatures. And somehow it seemed the same to me, like in the 
in the whole architecture where there were so many details and there were so many animals also. Yeah, this attention given to every small creature. There were so many pillars and the temple was built in a way in which uh, the light could come in really nicely. So it was actually a really beautiful experience to just stroll through the temple and uh, yeah, look at it. And a beautiful place, like where you want to sit and stay for a bit longer and like you hear the echo of your own voice. And there were not so many tourists, so it was, it was really amazing. Yeah, so we enjoyed that place a lot and eventually then drove the rest of the way to uh, to another town, which is like, there's like a famous temple and again, I've forgotten the name, unfortunately. So we got there in the evening and the whole town is actually structured around this temple and around this, this god. And uh, when we arrived there, it was like a whole a market which was fully lit and there was so much jewelry was sold and it was so busy and it was all around this temple complex and uh, there was a place also with uh, food which was really interesting so I was like there are a lot of little food stalls and restaurants and they're all squeezed into each other and really close to each other and uh, you could eat all kinds of things also interesting things like pizza or like toasted sandwiches and a lot of fried stuff and also we had some food there and talked to people which was interesting and we also had a chai there and in one house there was like some puja going on like some some offering for the gods and the bells were ringing and a lot of people were coming and standing and watching it and then we had a discussion about uh, somehow how religion is taken very differently in India for example I always have a pro not a problem but it's always difficult for me to go into some religious places where I know like I It seems to me I don't feel whatever it's going on and is it really right for me to do all of these rituals and I don't really know what to do and uh, is it okay to do that if I don't feel that and I don't actually believe that? While I notice that a lot of my friends, not all of them of course, but a lot of my Indian friends, to them it's way easier in the sense that they would just, I don't know, they would just go to a Gurudwara even though they are not Sikhs. And then I ask them like how... You know, how do you know what to do and all? Oh, I just come here. You just do what other people do. You just watch. And it's interesting how it doesn't really bother them. Like it's just a religious experience and they don't feel like, yeah, maybe it's a Protestant thing. I'm not that I feel like, oh, the essence in my essence, I should know. I shouldn't play a charade and uh, pretend something or some belief outside. So somehow it's interesting how they approach it in a way more ritualistic manner that they just do whatever they do and it doesn't really matter if they believe in it or not if they are from that religion or not it's just an experience and yeah we had a, an interesting talk about that so and then we talked to this guy who is like a, who sells sweets and we asked him like about the temple and about the god and all and he explained to us that yeah there is this god for whom the ten temple is built and uh, people come here and uh Like, I think seven times a day they do something for him. Like, they clothe him, they bathe him, they feed him, then he goes to sleep, then he does this. And people come from everywhere, like, to, to do this. And also, that's why there are so many earrings and jewelries out for selling. Because uh, people buy them and they, like, offer it to him and then they also buy for themselves. And it's very interesting. And on, and on every picture, like, the God was depicted in a way where his smile seemed so blissful and we thought, like, okay, of course, he's being so much spoiled. Yeah, the next morning we decided, okay, let's go and check out one of these rituals and, like, see how people spoil him, basically. And we got up and uh, we 
went close to the temple and we went into this very old door where they sell poha and I am, poha is one of my favorite things to eat but it's hard to describe it's kind of puffed rice but like cooked with vegetables and spices and coriander and lemon over it and it's really delicious and also some really good old chai was there and we were sitting there and we were like looking at the people and one thing I also find interesting for example there was a rat who was constantly there and by now I'm so used to rats being everywhere also in the place where I live like with my roommates there is a rat in the kitchen all the time and in the beginning every time like my Swiss self thinks like oh my god but now I'm so used to it that I don't even see it anymore it's so interesting how you get used to things and uh, we were just sitting there and yeah having our chai and then eventually we tried and to go into that uh, temple and there was a already just when we went there like someone was coming and I don't know trying to sell us all kinds of things and convince us to make all kinds of offerings and pay and this and that and there were so many people there was like a huge line like always in these places like I'm somewhere I think there's some protestant ethics in me which thinks that like I don't know capitalism and religion shouldn't go together that like which I feel very uncomfortable with this concept somehow I feel like in spiritual places money shouldn't play a role and anyway there were so many people and then I saw like how they uh, they let them the people in like in batches. So when the first batch was allowed to get in, people were like running and pushing and shoving to go to get inside. And I was just looking at it, I was like, oh my god, no! <laughs> I since I'm anyway a bit scared, and I've been in temples before where, for example, they show a certain deity like for I don't know once every month, and people come and. You're in these small temples and everyone pushes and shoves. And for me, it's hard to not feel mass panic. So I was like, okay, you listen. If you want to go in, go in. I'll wait outside. Like, I, uh, no, I can't right now. But then he also didn't want to go in. He was like, no, no, somehow we got turned off by the way the whole thing was done. I don't exactly know what turned him off, but I, yeah, we didn't go in in the end. But it's interesting. Like, people come from so far for this. We were reaching Udaipur in the night and uh, there was a place at the lake for like food and it was like constructed very similar to Bombay. So there we had Bhau Bhachi, which is like a typical thing from Bombay. It's like, it's Bhau, like a, a, like a Portuguese for bread, because I think it comes from the Portuguese with some like red curry with uh, different vegetables in it and all. And uh, <laughs> we had that, of course, and we had other things. They're like huge pans with milk and it's always so oversweet. That was also there. I think I had something else. And uh, yeah, it was interesting. Like somehow we had been in like villages and small places for so long that we have seen so many. We were not. Somehow it felt as if we we're coming back to modernity or to civilization because suddenly people were wearing jeans again, were on their smartphones, taking selfies, this and that. We hadn't seen that for a couple of days. So somehow it irritated us, which was, yeah, interesting. And the next day we got up and we sat in that very in a very cute place in the morning to eat it's like a so on the roadside there are like some ah like some wagons and in the wagons people do a paratha like an omelette which comes with different things it's a very north indian thing like it either comes with uh, onions or with potatoes or there was one with radish and all kinds of things and then you have it with pickles like pickled mango pickled lemon pickled whatever which is very very sour and dahi which is like a yogurt kind of a thing it's i'm always struggling to describe all the different things which people make out of milk in india and uh yeah they're like these wagons and you have chai and they're like these small 
chairs on the roadside and you sit there and you watch like I, I loved it and again it seemed somehow very hipster to me I cannot really tell you why maybe because the people who went there but we had like our breakfast there and then we did a little bit of sightseeing in that town and it has like a beautiful park with all kinds of green and all kinds of uh, water sprinklers and all of that and very beautiful lakes also where there's a lot happening around the lakes there are camels which you can ride on there are markets and uh, street musicians and you can ride a boat and all it's really beautiful like it, I really like the city for some reason and then we were driving on And sometimes I find it interesting how uh, we are driving and then suddenly out of nowhere there comes this herd of cows or sheep. Sometimes they're coming out of the bushes or whatever. And then suddenly you're stuck in all sheep or you're stuck with your bike in all <laughs> cows and you have to find your way out of them. And it, I always have to laugh. It feels so unbelievable somehow. Also, the landscape was beautiful. There were a lot of um, mustard fields. They are like ye really yellow, and there is like you could see the Aravalis, like the um, the mountains, like the hills, and it looked like super, super beautiful. Yeah, on our way, we also uh, visited uh, Bundi, which has like a very beautiful fort and like uh, on the hill and like. Uh, a victory tower and there was also the way these forts and all are kept is very different than these places would be kept in Switzerland like you can kind of go super close you can touch all of the pillars you can like a thousand people must have touched them before you and it I don't know you can get so close to this old architecture from another time which is like really beautiful and then you see the sun setting in these places and it's like still it kind of has something magic at least for me And um, then we reached Jaipur and my friend, he was like, no, no, you know, let's go. Let's go all the way um, to Delhi. We, we can do everything in one day, eight hours of driving. And I was like, no, man, I don't want to drive in the night again. And I'm tired. And no, let's stay in Jaipur. And eventually I convinced him. And then we actually stayed in Jaipur. And we had another evening where we were like strolling around. Like Jaipur is good for shopping. And we had some pan in Jaipur also like. Pan is this thing, it's like, it's a plant and there's a leaf and it has a very, I really love the taste of it. And then you fill it with all kinds of pastes, with nuts, with beetle nuts, which I never take into my pan because I don't like it. And this time there was also gulkand, which is like a rose extract. There's like sweet things or all kinds of things which you roll into this uh, leaf and then you have it in your mouth as a small little packet and you slowly let it dissolve and you chew on it and it takes in the beginning like the consistency is very weird if you never had something like this but eventually you get used to it and it's like a, it's like a mouth freshener it's really interesting and uh, somehow pan is really famous in uh, Jaipur and there are like two different kinds of pan places with two different names and it's like the whole city is like split if you go to the one pan the one chain of pans, panwalas or the other one. So that's like a big thing. <laughs> and yeah, the next day we were getting, a f yeah, doing a few things in Jaipur and then we drove all the way back to Delhi and uh, when we got to Delhi, somehow we got into, which was around, I don't know, five, six, we got into a major traffic and it was like crazy, like... Uh, 
maybe nine. I mean, it's anyway a chaos on the roads. Like the cars don't really stay on their lanes. Everyone is everywhere. But maybe a street as broad as nine lanes and everyone was honking. Everyone is standing. You hear like uh, it's like an ocean of cars and you're just standing in there with your bike. And it's like from all the other streets around you also hear like coming up the sound of all the honking and the traffic. And it's like it's slowly the sun is going down. Somehow I found it beautiful. Of course, my friend was very annoyed, but I found it beautiful, like, in its own way. And, like, you again realize how many people are there and how huge this city is and all. But uh, I think we had a really good trip. We finished what we started. I got to see more places in Rajasthan, which was also very cool. And I'm not scared anymore to sit on the bike, so I'm ready to drive again. And it was also good to just... Yeah, do a little bit not think about the topic for like a few days and just, I don't know, let let this topic search like run in the back of my head. Because usually I'm so much at it and I'm like completely breaking my head over it. But right now, so that was kind of a good time out in a way to now come back to the city and freshly look into it again. <laughs> 